Welcome to EVN Talks. My name is Maria Titizian. Today I have an extra special guest. Nujde, I say this about everybody. I never use the word extra, so mm. you should, you're in good company. Nujde Zadurian, he is a data scientist, and he is joining or has joined EVN Report as our creative tech section editor. Welcome. Yes, thank you, Maria. <laughs> Welcome to the to program. Here. Welcome to EVN Report. <laughs> you, you might rue the day that you met me. So I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it took me uh, a long time to convince you to join us, not because you don't like EVN, I'm presuming, but because... Yeah, no, I've been reading EVN since the 2018 uh, protests, mm -hmm. probably. I think that's when I first found out about you guys. And uh, yeah, it took a little bit of convincing because I was worried how it would fit in with my schedule, but I am really excited for the opportunity now. Well, we're thrilled to have yeah. you join <laughs> us. Um, just uh, to introduce you a little bit, you've been living in Armenia now just uh, for over two years. I'd heard about you that's through right. mutual yeah. friends. <laughs> There's this Najdeh from Canada living in <laughs> Gyumri, and then Gapan, and then Goris. That's and, right. Yeah. And I was thinking, what is this guy doing <laughs> living yeah. throughout the country? Uh, but you're also a graduate student at the University of Colorado uh, Boulder. Um, the tech world is your world. Mm -hmm. You're a numbers guy and an AI guy, and uh, we thought you would be a great fit. Because we felt when we started the section last year, it was to, and it was one of the original um, sort of, objectives, if you will, or, or the driving force that made me want to create an English language platform because I was tired of the negativity. I was tired of us seeing ourselves as victims all the time. And I'm not referring to genocide as victims. I'm just in, in, in general. Yeah. And I really felt that we could position Armenia as a place of opportunity and hope because I always say that this soil, this land has been very kind to me, to my family. And if you give back, you receive. Mm -hmm. um, and so creative tech sort of was that culmination of all of that, because right now the tech industry, as we know, is being touted as one of the most important branches of Armenia's economy, one of the fastest growing sectors, um, really making a difference, uh, especially with the younger generation, and giving people the opportunity to not think about leaving. Yeah. Um, so we needed somebody who could... Yeah. <laughs> take the charge. So why don't you tell us what your dream and vision is for the section? Sure. So actually, uh, much along the lines of what you said, the tech sector is why I initially decided to move to Armenia. Um, very randomly, I had stumbled upon uh, this article about um, a conference that had happened in Armenia back in 2017. This was before I had any ideas of moving, and actually I had, I had never been to Armenia before I, I ended up moving. Um, but this article really painted a picture of some really exciting activity that was happening in Armenia at the time. I believe in 2017 was the first, um, one of the first startups in Armenia had managed to raise some money from VCs out in California. Um, there was some interesting research activity happening here. Some startups were popping up. And it seemed like this uh, ecosystem that was both excelling in their field, not just for an, at an Armenian level, but really on a global scale. So, And these people that were working in the field were not giving anything up in terms of their career. They were still On aiming, the contrary. Yeah, really. on the contrary. Yeah, They were still aiming as high as they would if they were in California or London or New York. And at the same time, they had this message about what we're doing is contributing to the development of the country. And it was this really optimistic message. Um, so that, that's what excited me about the idea of moving to Armenia and what ended up uh, <laughs> uh, resulting in me being here. And in terms of the section, uh, you know, 
comparing now where we are in 2022 to where we were in 2017, just in terms of the tech sector, it's a completely different uh, picture now. The field has grown very quickly, especially over the last 12 to 18 months, um, despite everything else that has happened in the country. Um, and it's in a really exciting space to watch. So there's a lot of startups that are really gaining um, their footing in the world and reaching heights that I don't think we had seen Armenian companies reach before. And uh, they're creating this environment, like you said, where young, uh, educated people have an opportunity to create careers for themselves here that are promising. Um, and it's uh, giving them a reason to not leave the country, like you said. Right, and being part of its development, and especially after the war, yeah. um, it, it's even more uh, important uh, Absolutely. To, to, to be able to create these spaces, not only to keep them here, but also to have Armenia become part of the global conversation. Now, in, sure. this, in this case, it's the tech sector. And we, being a small nation, landlocked, I, I think just the physical geography of the country also lends itself to us being very isolated and yeah. insularized. And to be able to to really compete globally is something that maybe 10, 15 years ago, we didn't think could be possible in yeah. any sector. Mm -hmm. But let me ask you the question, Armenia is positioning itself sort of as the Silicon Valley of the of the Caucasus. Yeah. Could it really achieve that? Well, the Caucasus is a very small part of the world. Well, it's <laughs> so our part of the world. It's too. our part of okay. the world, though. Um, okay, let me say the so greater region. Then. The greater region, yeah. I think that's yet to be seen. Um, you know, just like Armenia had a very successful 2021 in terms of the investments that they were able to capture, um, some of the neighboring countries also uh, had a lot of success in terms of um, getting investments from abroad for their startups. I just want to put that in the, in, the, in the context of things. However, I also don't want to take anything away from what they achieved. Will it become the valley of the, this part of the world? I think that phrase, the, the valley, is sort of evaporating after COVID. Um, I think the, the field has, was already global. Now it's even more so. Mm. I think you'll have pockets in every country of people who now have access to both talent globally but also capital globally. And they'll be raising um, raising money and, and hiring people in and creating these startups all over the world. So I think that it's to be, it remains to be seen. But that phrase, you know, the valley of this part of the world, the valley of this part, that the valley just might become the world. So, right, got it. <laughs> so and, yeah, and we'll see. There are some brilliant young minds Absolutely. in Armenia who are doing. You know, they're not only working in startups as developers, but they're also uh, deep in, in deep science and deep research. Yeah. This is more promising, I think, for the long run, no? Mm -hmm. Because my concern always is, and you would know better than me, that we're taking these young men and women, sometimes they're dropping out of university from what I've heard, but I have no empirical evidence to, to back yeah. that claim up, um, because you know they're making good money as a developer in some company. Mm -hmm. um, but the industry is so fluid and changing so quickly and technology is advancing at such a pace. Yeah. Are they going to be obsolete in five years and then yeah. having to start from ground zero again? So that's why mm -hmm. research and development, science uh, is, is sort of integral to the industry, no? Both research and development, but also those educational institutions that they're dropping out of have to come up with a better reason for those people to stay in. Um, so uh, someone from this space... Uh, brilliantly last year that some people who are even studying computer science or mathematics at somewhere like YSU might find it more attractive to go to some six-month boot camp, let's say, where they'll get a good paying job once they leave. That isn't necessarily guaranteed when they graduate from YSU. 
So YSU needs to really make the case that, sure, you know, if you, you might learn some language, some programming language in those six months, but your the amount, the breadth of the knowledge that you'll be receiving could be much greater at YSU. But YSU also needs to show them that they they'll be giving them that right. that breadth of knowledge. Now YSU, I'm just using it as an YSU example. YSU is the Edavon State be, University. Right, yeah. yes. <laughs> People who don't know what that um, means. I'm just using them as an example. I'm sure it applies across the board mm-hmm. in Armenia. Um, but you're right. It, it also comes to the point where in Armenia... I think if you speak to a lot of people from the science sector, they might say that for their generations previously, it was quite difficult to have a promising career in science. Um, lack of funding, the institutions weren't there. Um, however, with startups, they didn't have that issue, or just tech companies in general didn't have that issue because they're private companies, their funding and their revenue came from other places. So that's, I think, a place where the state has a role to play in to ensure that um, uh, these research organizations, these labs at the universities are being funded, and people have a reason to stay in academia, stay at the, in the university, and you know get their PhDs and, and move on to to roles in uh, in research and development. And also, I'll just I'll just add, um, I think tech companies are also realizing this in Armenia because a lot of these tech companies that have been developed over the last two three years in Armenia have been a result of some research project. They've been really, you can call them deep tech companies. They've been a result of something that was developed in a PhD program or in a, uni- in a university. So if the startups don't have access to that talent in Armenia, that's a problem for them. So I think you'll see them financing, actually you already are, uh, you'll see them financing labs in the universities. There's initiatives such as Kituj that are lobbying for greater, uh, for more funding in a, mm-hmm. uh, at a government. No, and, and, the, and they are making an impact. Absolutely. And, and now we do have a ministry yeah. of um, high tech. High tech. Uh, it does seem that the government is invested in um, encouraging right. that. For our listeners, um, we have some good news in the sense that you will be starting a new uh podcast series that's right yeah so i'm we're excited about that so a couple of times a month you're going to be talking to um it's a very 80s term i guess the movers and shakers in the the (laughs) industry can you give us a little bit of preview of what those things conversations will be yeah um so on the podcast we're uh, we'll be talking with uh founders um executives from these companies uh, about the story of how these companies started, what they're working on right now, how they see their um, near and longer term future for the companies, and also talk about what the issues they face specifically about building a tech company or building tech initiatives in Armenia, what those issues are, what the roots of them are, um, and what the solutions for them are. There's an interesting story to be told about what it's like working at these companies. Um, so, you know, en- engineers or people who work in non-tech positions at these companies will be interesting guests to have on um, and really show the, uh, you know, I think much like myself in 2017 when I had no idea about the tech sector in Armenia, I think there's a lot of people in the diaspora that don't have a, um, a clear picture. A clear sure. picture. Yeah, because and, if you wanted to explain to someone about the tech sector, where would you guide them? Yeah. So now you will guide them hopefully to your section. That's on right. Union yeah. Board <laughs> when, yeah. it, uh, when it's up and running and we're going to be launching all of this in March. Yeah, again. I think that'll be a, a, a good portal for, for people to, to have access, a little bit of a, an mm-hmm. inside look at what, what the tech sector in Armenia looks like. Yeah, sure, English. because yeah. you will also be publishing articles That's as right. well, so it won't only be podcasts. Yeah. You know, because the, the ecosystem 
is so complex and mm-hmm. so varied. I don't know if there's been you know proper mapping of all of the startups that are or all of the companies uh, that are now working in Armenia because every day we hear of some other. A cool thing or some company that has gotten seed funding that's right yeah. uh, and especially like you said in the last 12 to 18 months yeah yeah and the, la- the last 12 to 18 months especially post-war has seen Arme- armenian startups raise um definitely more capital than, than they Why do you think ever that have is? um that's a good question i think to some extent it was sort of in the making you know these startups had started a few years before last year so um they were at a point where they had products they had something to show investors and, and raise money. There's also just a lot of investment uh, happening around the world in the last 18 months, and Armenia got their piece of the pie. Sure, um, and they were saying this is what was going to happen post-pandemic. I don't even know if we can say post-pandemic. Right, yeah, that might be optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Nijde, we're thrilled that you're joining uh, EVN Thank Reports. You. So and t- for our listeners, uh, look forward to some uh, really interesting conversations. Nijde um, has a real deep knowledge, and I'm sure you're going to be bringing on really interesting guests. Uh, so welcome to the team. Thank you so much, Maya. I'm excited to be here.